Wow. Hmm. I wasn't even trying to do that. But we live now. We live now. Assalamu alaikum, family. Welcome to the Brother Ben X show. We're about to talk about some mentoring I did in Atlanta. See you in a minute. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Gotta do for yourself. Know you fed up. Get your study on. All praise be to God. Stay red up. I never let up. Everyone that I'm around already know what I'm about. Build heaven on earth. Gotta catch up. Elijah Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Thera come out. Come now, man. What about me? All right, family. Y'all should be able to hear me now. Give me one second. Let me make sure everything good. I definitely wasn't trying to do this, though. If y'all can hear me in the comment section, press the number five. If you can hear me in the comment section, <clears throat> press the number five. <laughs> Let me know if y'all can see me, man. Let me know if y'all can see me. Man, it was a. It, this honestly was an accident. Me going live, but we already live, so we might as well get it going. I was trying to structure the screen right, but uh, I end up pressing the wrong button. I see uh, Almatia. I see Barbie girl Tina. I'm over here about to die. <clears throat> Swallow it wrong. <clears throat> Pause. All right, so what I'm about to show y'all, man, is a uh, something that I did out in um, Atlanta with the youth. So let's get right to it, man. <clears throat> let's get right to it. Get your money, man. Get your bread up. Got to do for yourself. Now you fed up. My bad. That ain't it. Here it is right here. Okay, so I think I got it figured out. I think we good now. Let me know if y'all can hear the actual video. Let me know if y'all can hear the actual video. I think I got this thing fair. I think we got the structure that we need. Let me know if y'all can hear the actual video that I'm showing. Let me know. Let me know if y'all can hear it. So we can make sure everything is right. 
because I got another. Hold on, now just give me a little second. I'm about to I'm about to make my screen right, man. If we gonna do this, we might as well go and do it right. I'm about to send another picture I can add to the screen. Yeah, we're gonna go on, we're gonna go and do it right. Somebody said that bow tie. All right, y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna go and dress the screen. I was trying to do all this before I started the show, but here we are. So I'm gonna throw my ooh, ooh, don't do them like that, boy. Ooh, that mug clean in the mug. And look how I got that mug structured. Ooh, shout out to Barbara Girl. Appreciate that for the for the uh for the super chat. Is that man, is it is that clean or what? Come on, man. I got the pitch on the over there on the other side. I got my twin over there on the other. Oh man, we finna get ooh wee. It's showtime. Here we go. Back back to the uh back to the thing though. My bad. I just got a little excited. Uh, we doubt ourselves. We have low confidence, low self-esteem. So things that we're good at, we shy away from. Oh, I'm not that good at that. Or, man, I'm not so good at that. But all of us got something that we're good at. And that gift, I believe, is what's going to take us to a whole nother level. For me, it's actually being able to communicate something to impact people. But, like the, I think the brother said, you'd rather die than come speak in front of people. That was me a couple years ago. I didn't like speaking in front of people. I took a public, not public speaking, but you know, speech class that was a part of my curriculum in college. And I was always nervous to get in front of people because people always spoke for me when I was young. Um, I don't like arguing with people. I don't like drama and things of that nature. So if you're gonna talk, I'll just let you talk. And if somebody asks me a question, then I'll open up and I can give you what's inside of my head as an introvert. I'm glad Brother GPS, that's his name today, uh, said that I actually have a similar thing that I say, but I call it the, uh, the spiritual GPS. So the reason I started off with this situation is because many of us think that we can we be multitasking. How many of y'all think you can multitask? Man, you're doing a whole bunch of things at one time. But what I figured is, well, what I found out is we're not really multitasking. We're doing one thing at a time and we just stop it. You're not really texting and driving. When you're looking down at your phone, you're paying attention to your phone, not the road. Now, you may be able to drive with your knees and you ain't crashing nobody, but you're not really paying attention to the road. So some of us suffer from what I call over-analysis paralysis. We got so many things I want to be. I want to be an NBA player, NFL player. I want to be a security guard, a chef. You, man, you want to be everything. Okay, now, I hear you saying the audio is low. But that's just a video because somebody was recording from a cell phone and they kind of all the way over here sitting in the seat. So you might have to put some headphones on or turn your volume up because it's just from the cell phone that's from way over there. But you got to figure out what is that one thing that I want to be and how can I impact the world by doing it? So what gift has God given me? That I can use this gift to be a gift to the world, meaning, how many of y'all celebrate Christmas still? If somebody gave you a Christmas present and I said, yeah, bro, that'd be $9.99, how, what would you think? Trying to object. Huh? Trying to object. It's, it's supposed to be a gift, right? So if your auntie said, hey, baby, man, I got you that new PS5, but it'll be uh, $400. You, you, what would you think? <laughs> Crazy, right? It don't even make sense. <laughs> somebody asked me a question. Would you be willing to appear in federal hearing against gangs for the community support? Um, I honestly don't even know what that means. Um, but that's not necessarily my lane. Uh, what I would appear uh, for is to sit with, with the gangs to help 
bring about some type of education to truly stop it, um, to truly change the mind. I believe that everything that we do is start starts with a mindset. So, um, you know, we can eliminate, I guess, a person per se uh, off the streets. But when they get back out, if their mind isn't changed, they're going to go back to doing the same exact thing. Um, a drug dealer can hide. A, a killer can hide. Just because they're hiding and you don't know who they are doesn't mean that the, that the action is going to stop unless their mindset um, has stopped. And from, from my perspective, um, I'm more of a, a, a proactivist. Uh, many people are reactionary, and that's not necessarily bad. When something happens, then they do something. When they see something, then they do something. Uh, I read that an ounce of prevention weighs more uh, than a pound. Uh, why I go? Um, an ounce of prevention weighs more than a pound of cure. Yeah, that was deep uh, for me. So I'm willing to sit down with any brother and, and possibly see how the mindset can be changed or the lifestyle can be changed by offering the opportunity. Uh, that's more so my lane individually, but there are many people out there who would do that. There's many people out there who do have the time um, to do so. So I believe um, both sides possibly can be needed. And my side is more so the, 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 the proactive side of things. I think I kind of know why you asked that, but that's my answer. I want us to think about what gift do you have that you're willing to give that you don't even got to get paid for. <laughs> Somebody said, Brother B ain't got COVID. Man, I ain't got no COVID, man. Some of us got skills that we have developed. And when we give it out to the world, I'm only doing this because I can get paid for it. I was working at FedEx on this because I can get paid for it. I was working at the Sterilite, putting wheels on boxes, stickers on boxes, only because I can get paid for it. But I was an All-American basketball player when I was growing up. That was my first gift that I thought. That was, I thought that was my purpose. Um, so nobody ever had to pay me to play basketball. I don't care if I got paid $1, I was going to play basketball today. With speaking, me doing videos, I got thousands of videos online. So I got thousands of digital properties out that I get paid for digitally online. That's what I teach inside my class. But that's something I would do whether if I'm getting monetized or not. So that's my purpose. So when I go into the spiritual GPS, this is how I see it. Many of us have to know our destination before we get any directions. Many of us got to know our destination before we get the direction that we need. Now, I'm going to go into that real quick, but I want to I want to kind of veer off real quick and give y'all some context on purpose. I was watching a brother uh, Instagram last night, Brother Gerald Wilkins, and he brought up a great point that he said that he got from uh, Brother Dr. Miles Monroe. And he said that you find you 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 find your purpose by tracing back your pain. I'm gonna say that again because I know. Let me just ask anybody in the comment section kind of kind of struggling with finding your purpose. Anybody in the comment section kind of struggling with finding your purpose. Many people hit me up about that, you know, often and I trying to find my purpose, find out who I am. And and oftentimes when people ask me that and I and I give them those series of questions, oftentimes what they're doing today is tracing back to what happened to them oftentimes when they was younger. Something happened to them when they was a teenager. So it leads them into finding like, for example, <clears throat> there's many people, there's many brothers, right? 
who go into a uh, 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 juvenile and speak in prisons and speak to inmates because they they from prison. They 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 went to prison and they know what it feels like. There's many people who was homeless for five years. And when they clean themselves up, their purpose now, their working career is helping out the homeless. So if you go trace back some of that pain that you have, don't ignore it. Look into it. That is oftentimes the fuel that's leading you to your purpose, leading you to how to utilize your gift for life. It's giving you, it's giving your life meaning. So sometimes, family, if you want to discover that purpose, you got to look back at, man, what have I been through? What have God allowed me to experience in life that I could give to somebody else now that can either, one, help them overcome what they're doing or going through or or help them avoid going through what they about to go through, help them avoid going through what I went through. This is how this is how authors are uh, are made. They're writing about their journey. Man, I read this book one day, man, and this book saved my life. How? I heard his testimony. I heard her story. So I want us to start to analyze what's my story. What's my experience? What have I been through? And this, I think, will kind of lead you and guide you to what your true purpose is based on the series of events, series of events that you've experienced in your life. How many of y'all ever put out your phone and Siri just gave y'all directions out of nowhere? Your phone messed up, you gotta take it back to AT&T. <laughs> because when you pull your phone out, Siri not gonna give you no directions until you put what in? Your destination. So sometimes the reason I told y'all I would rather y'all ask me questions is because how can I give you really the direction that you need if I don't know where you're trying to go? So I can come in here and I can talk about this great stuff and y'all need to do this, you need to do this, but what if you already do that? So once you figure out what your destination is, now you can reverse engineer and figure out step by step what I need to do. Why is spiritual GPS so important? Because sometimes Siri know when there's a traffic ahead. Siri know when there was a, when there's a wreck ahead. Siri know if a if a certain street has been closed down, but your passenger brother who know all the shortcuts, he don't know that. Ever had somebody in a, in a passenger seat with you and he trying to tell you all the shortcuts? Sometimes he'll tell you a shortcut that'll lead you to a dead end. Man, my bad, I didn't even know they closed off that road. What does that look like for me, Brother Ben? I don't drive, I ain't got no car. That shortcut or that passenger look like somebody who's saying, hey man, you ain't gotta do that, man. Well, I can go rob somebody, man, that's a shortcut. Man, we can go kill somebody, man, that's a shortcut. Man, we can go rob this house, they not here, that's the shortcut. And sometimes that leads us to a dead end. I hope y'all call it out there, yeah, dead end. That's either prison or really dead because you're trying to do Something by cutting corners. Somebody asked a question. How do you balance work life? For me, I'm going to switch your I'm going to answer you. I'm going to switch your question, then answer your question. So for me, I struggle more with work uh, and family. Um, like what I'm what I and what I'm learning uh, to do is like have that quality time to, because I do so much. Uh, and it's so much that I that I have and so many obligations that I have uh, that leads to actually sustaining the family as well. So it's kind of like this got to spend time with family, but you also got to work to make sure that you're able to provide how you're providing for the family. So that that is a struggle in its own. But what I'm learning is, you know, even if you don't have a lot of time per se, uh, just having that, that that the quality time, you know, when I'm driving 
you know, my son to school, you know, asking him questions and teaching him certain things and hearing his feedback, like that quality time. It ain't always fun. You know, I, I we, we play uh, tag around the house and hide and go seek and things of that nature. So we, we kind of get it in, right? But, and, and my daughter, she liked to wrestle and things of that nature. She ain't old enough to have that. We, I, you know, we had conversations, but it ain't as deep as I have uh, with my son. Um, but, but for me, work life, I don't have a, I don't have a, I'm on the job. Then I got life. Like I've made my work, my life. If, if, if you understand what I'm saying, like, for example, somebody asked me one day, how do you separate the teachings from business? And, uh, for me, man, I, I said, uh, I don't, I don't, the Supreme wisdom teaches us, uh, Islam is mathematics and mathematics is Islam and we must learn to use it or uh, we must uh, uh, use our mathematical theology and learn how to use it to get some benefit while we live. What is that? What is that? It's luxury, money, good homes, friendship of all walks of life. So instead of me saying now I'm teaching, now I'm business, no, how can we use it? to get some benefit while we live. So if scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. If it says that the coin is in the fish's mouth, the more work I put in through businesses or through solutions or products or services, this is what allows me to continue to, you know, be compensated for the effort and time and the results that I help people get. So for me, I try to, whatever I'm doing, kind of marry it in you see what i'm saying to where it's not like a, i gotta stop now and then i'm doing this like i'm always pushing the teachings i'm always in busy it's like a it's no stop then come here i try to find a way to kind of merge it together so i'm doing it all at one time so it's just a part of my lifestyle versus me saying stop doing this it, you know i hope i'm i'm hope i'm explaining that why this company i'm still learning it man i'm young uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I used to be horrible at balance, but, uh, I think I'm getting better over time. The more I learn myself, the more I discover about myself, but it is hell of a struggle. I will, I, I, I'm not the best at that. So I'm getting better at it. So I hope I'm saying it in a way that you can understand it. But for me, man, I just trying to find ways to merge them together to where it's not like a balance is like a shoot. It's just my lifestyle. So it's all kind of intertwined together. I hope that makes sense. Here's the good thing about having a spiritual GPS. Have you ever been riding those who got cars or those who probably watch your parents, you know, with a GPS? You ever notice how when they driving, although they got a GPS, they still check it? Let me make sure I'm going the right way. Now Siri in your Siri is loud, telling you when to go left, telling you when to go right, telling you to keep straight, but still they still look down at the thing and make sure they're going on the right track. If we don't have a destination, it's hard for us to make sure that we're going the right way. Some of us, we're getting persuaded. Some of us are easily influenced being pulled in the wrong direction because we don't have no destination. So when somebody say, let's do this, do this, you say, well, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do it. You have nothing pulling you, so I call it the guy within. The minister said this. He said, how many of y'all, I'm going to ask y'all, how many of y'all would, would murder a prophet, a messenger of God? Raise your hand. None of y'all raise your hand. But the minister said, we murder the messenger of God every day. Because there's a God within us. There's a spirit. There's a voice of truth within us. And every day, many of us steal that voice and we quiet that voice and we're murdering the messenger of God. Mm -hmm. So God ain't just always working from somebody else or some spook in the sky. We hear him every day. Hey, man, when you made that mistake, there was a voice telling you, man, don't do that. 
How many of y'all ever heard that voice before? Man, don't do that. You know you ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> and you ignore that voice. You don't went over there to the girl house, act like y'all finna do some homework. Homework turned into some more stuff. And right after you, right after it happened, right, it all come to your head. Man, what you don't just did, man? God, dog, you shouldn't have did that. This is the voice of God within. So many of us are stealing and, and, and quieting that voice within ourselves. So back to the to the drive, right? You gotta know where you're going. Now, if you end up going wrong, because it also says we all fall short of the glory of God, we all striving for perfection, right? If you turn left and Siri was telling you to turn right, what does Siri start to say? Reroute. Reroute. So if I got a destination and if I do get off the path because my homeboy was trying to give me a shortcut, I at least got a destination that can tell me, hey man, let's reroute. Let's get back on the right path. But if I don't have that destination in, if I don't have that spiritual GPS, it's hard for me to get on the right track. This is why you got people that say, man, I just couldn't find myself. I couldn't catch myself. I didn't know what I was doing, man. I knew I was falling off, but I couldn't catch it because you didn't have something on the opposite side pulling. How many of y'all seen that devil and angel in, in, on cartoons? Devil show up and the angel show up. This was Real quick, I want to make another point. I don't know about y'all, but it's just me. Going back to the GPS part that I was talking about. How many of y'all in the comment section have you been driving and Siri starts to tell you she's reminding you of what you need to do? Get on the highway, exit the highway, five miles, you got doing this and 500 feet. Have any of y'all ever been annoyed by what Siri was saying? Man, I one day I was so mad that she kept giving me the man. I, man, I said, man, how do I turn it? And I couldn't turn it off. I was so mad. I had to Google. How do I shut Siri up? But when I thought about it, she ain't doing nothing wrong. She giving me direction. She's giving me the right directions. She's there to help me. She's there to make sure what I don't get off track. Why am I upset at that? And then I got to thinking a little bit deeper. And I said, sometimes that's how we treat the voice of God within. Don't do that. Don't go over there. Don't say that. Don't think that. And when it continues to guide you, you hear it. Don't tell me you don't hear it. I know you hear it. We continue to silence that voice and we're stopping that which wants to help us. We're stopping. We're trying to hush the voice that's trying to save us and protect us. Sister just made a great point, especially when my favorite song is playing. See, I got a destination that I'm trying to go. But when a distraction comes up, when something that I desire comes up, I don't even want to hear the voice of truth no more. Come on, man. Ooh God, dog. We got a destination. Didn't nobody else put the destination in. I put that destination in. I had the choice to say I need help from Siri or I don't. Siri's just answering the call because you said this is what you want. You want direction. So Siri's just doing her job. But when the song come on, when certain things happen that distracts me, I no longer want to hear that voice. That's something for us to study. That's something for us to think about.
because we suffer and we go through that on a daily basis. We have a war within ourselves on a daily basis. That voice is telling you the right thing. And then when we ignore it, months go by, you say, dang, the spirit was telling me this. I heard it. I felt it. How many of y'all ever been through that? How many of y'all ever been through that? You ignored that voice. You just, you just kept ignoring it. Nah, nah, I ain't trying to hear that. And then a month go by, you say, God, dog, I should have listened. Dang, I, man, I was, man, I felt something in my spirit. And then boom. So we have to learn, family, to just submit to that which is trying to help us out. And although it may be a little irritating in the beginning, the ending is we're going to get to that destination that we put in. The ending is we're going to make it to the other side with peace. So I just want to throw that little piece in there. You know, hit the snooze five more minutes. But something is telling you to go ahead, get up, get up, get up. Something is telling you, man, this is a great business idea. Here come the devil. The devil is deceptive intelligence rationalizing disobedience. That's all devil is. So when you think about that, when you think about this idea that you got, this business idea that you got, this voice starts to say, man, boy, ain't nobody going to buy. You ain't got no followers. Man, ain't nobody going to support you. Man, you don't get a guaranteed check every week or every two weeks. So now you're being scared. You're being hit with fear. But you got to have something on the opposite side pulling you saying, hey, man, my brother did it. He did it. She did it. I'm going to be there with you. So you got to be able to hear that voice and, and, and listen to that voice. So That's a good point that I was making there because a lot of y'all who sign up for digital real estate, Y'all hear me talk about it. This is a way to do for self. This is a way to become an entrepreneur. This is the way to grow your business. And not only, and I don't even just really promote myself. Like if anybody follow me on Instagram, you know, I don't even post how much money I make or not like that. I mean, I have before like certain pages or something, but I, I don't, it's not because I'm the teacher. Like, duh, I, of course I might have it, but what students have I, you know, so I typically just promote the students, the testimonies, the results of those who bought in. So I want y'all to think about that because a lot of y'all are stopping y'all growth before you get started because of the thoughts that's in your head. Oh, I don't want to be on camera. Oh, well, I'm not this. Oh, but I ain't got a personality. Oh, but I ain't got a lot. Listen, you're, you're, you're starting off wrong. You're starting off with negative thoughts. Ain't nobody going, I don't know. I don't know nobody who going to buy my product. And it is you're scared. You're, you're sending these thoughts to your head and our, and, and listen, our bodies is a slave to our mind. Let me repeat that again. Brother Neri made a great point when he said this, boy. He says, we are not, he's, he said, we are not a body with a mind in it. He said, you are a mind. We are a mind with a body wrapped around it. Wow. Think over that. Look at my hands moving right now. My fingers and hands moving is not doing it on its own. My mouth is not moving on its own. My eyeballs is not blinking on its own. It's, it's following a command from, from what's inside my head. So, man, this is so deep. So based on the thoughts that we feed ourselves, this is what sends the, 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 the signal to the body to act on what I'm thinking. If you don't believe it truly in your mind, you won't even give full effort. Because you don't believe it anyway. 
Faith without works is dead. See, in the scripture, it talks about that. Faith without works is dead because, yeah, you can say you talk. You can say you got faith. You can say you believe. Let me see it. John 14, 12. Look it up. It says those who believe will do the work that I'm doing. I didn't make that up. Those who believe will do the work that I'm doing. So when you believe for real in your mind, your actions going to show that you really believe. So, yes, you can do it to answer y'all question. Yes, you can do it without uh, being on camera. I teach that strategy on there. I told y'all I showed y'all in the free mini course how we made sixty seven thousand dollars on Facebook off one page and we didn't even have to make the video ourselves. I showed them how to curate the content. So that's in there. So don't limit yourselves to what you think. And even if even if I would have said, no, you can't do it without being on camera. That's just my limited thinking. Maybe you can do it without being on camera. You know how many podcasts and YouTube channels are on YouTube and we don't even know what they face look like. They just doing shows on current events, going viral, got hundreds of thousands of views and you never even hear, see their face. They, you just see their voice and pictures of the celebrities or pictures of the current events. And some of them, you don't even know what they sound like because they change their voice. So, of course, there's many ways for you to build out your digital real estate. Here's the thing about business. I want to go up to business real quick after the GPS situation. So, y'all get the picture, right, with the GPS. Yes, sir. You need your GPS. You need somewhere that you want to go. You need a destination. And if you ever get off the path, you can always look at back what you got written to get back on track. That's the importance of a spiritual GPS. Now, I want to talk about a, a, a gift. You have to make sure that this gift is really your gift and not your parents' gift. Mm. You gotta make sure that this gift is your gift and not you know, your mentor's gift. Because a lot of mentors had things that they wanted to do. A lot of parents had things that they wanted to do, but because they couldn't accomplish it, they wanna live through you. So yeah, my son gonna be an NBA basketball player. Did your son wanna be an NBA basketball player? Yeah, my son gonna be a doctor. My son gonna be a lawyer. Do he wanna be a lawyer? Because if you live in somebody else's dream, you're going to suffer from resentment later. Meaning that you're going to be doing something, not living for yourself. You're living for somebody else. And then guess what? When they dead, who are you living for now? Now you're just lawyer. Now you're doing something you don't even like to do. And they did. You can't even really make them happy no more because they did. So I want you guys to figure out what it is that you want. And never let nobody tell you if it's righteous, not going against anything, not killing nobody, not harming nobody. Don't never let nobody tell you what you're doing is wrong. I used to always be on my phone. Y'all probably saw me on my phone over there. I was listening, but I was on my phone. So people used to always say, man, you don't never talk, you're on your phone, and you need to stay off that phone. You're always on social media. You're posting every five seconds. Man, get off. Those same people that's asking me, man, how can I get into your digital real estate program? <laughs> my mom used to say the same thing. Man, you know, you need to get you a real job. Man, social media ain't a real job. I retired my mom now from mm -hmm. social media. We have over, me and my brother Farrakhan right here, we got a brand that's called Here at the Farms. We got over 500 acres of land in less than two months because of social media and what I'm doing on the digital real estate. So I'm saying that to say there was a... Before I make this next point, I see somebody said, that's my thing. I'm afraid of being judged by my job and my associates. You know what? And I understand that. When I tell... I don't know how many of y'all have ever met me in person, but when I say I'm an introvert, I'm really an introvert. Like, I'm not that talkative. Like, I'm not, I'm not finna do no back and forth, uh, uh, arguing. 
Um, if I'm in a room, I'm not about to say, Hey, I'm brother Ben X. Check me out. This is what I'm, 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 you, you wouldn't even know I'm in the room to be honest with you. That's just how I am. Um, and I used to be a little, I used to, I used to worry about what somebody would think when I did my videos, my skits and things of that nature, all oh, what they going to think about me. I used to think that, but you know what? You know what I thought one day? When I started getting testimonials and hearing how what I said was helping people, I became more afraid of neglecting my mission. I became more afraid of neglecting my purpose. I started to think about the hundreds and thousands of people who wouldn't have a word if I didn't speak it. If I say I'm afraid of what I don't want to post because I don't know what somebody going to say. It's somebody who needed to hear what God told me to say. It's somebody who needed to feel what God wanted me to say. So to hell with the, the, the judgmental people. The trolls, the people who going to take your words out of context, it's that one person who viewing your video who said, oh, my goodness, this saved my life. Oh, my goodness, I needed to hear that story. Oh, my goodness, I needed to hear that testimony. That's what you have to think about when you when you when you scared to post every time you stop. Listen, man, let me give you this perspective. Some of y'all have been molested out here. Let's just keep it a hundred. Some of y'all have been molested at a very young age. And that has led to your purpose. You probably done wrote a book. You probably do consultations. You probably got a women's group. And people don't even know the reason you really are part of this women group is because you felt that you didn't have the lack of, you, you didn't have the support that you needed. So you have created something so that you can support others. But let me say this to you. Every time you tell yourself, I'm not going to make that video. I'm not going to speak. I'm not going to share my experience. And when I say share my experience, I'm not saying you got to get on here and expose everybody and just be, woe is me. But what I, what I mean by it is what you learn, what you could have done different, you know, uh, how to help other women avoid this situation Every time you stop yourself from speaking, it's a little sister who 14 that's on your Instagram. 16 that may have saw your video. 17 who may have saw your video and she needed to hear your voice and your story to help her through her situation. So I just want you to consider that. Consider the people who need to hear it. Not the people who go, they ain't, they ain't paying attention. Consider the one who never comment, who never like who never share. You don't even know they exist, but they watching. And I can't tell y'all family how many people done DM me and said, man, I've been watching you for three years. Brother, I've been listening to you for four years, man. I saw it's people who, man, do you know, I saw somebody, man, who told me, brother, I remember when you used to ride your hoverboard to work. I, I forgot I, wore, I rode a hoverboard to work. My car, I had, I tell y'all I had car problems all the time. So when y'all see me post my car now, you think I'm bragging. No, I'm just documenting like I've been documenting the whole entire time. When I had a bad car, I put that on YouTube because I just, I just document my life. When I was riding my, when I had to ride my hoverboard to work, I put that out. That's how he knew. 
And it's just like, man, you never know who watching. You never know who's studying. So by you just being you, man, that'll change somebody's life. By you just being who you naturally are, you helping somebody. You ain't got to go no extra mile. You ain't got to be extra. You ain't got to be something that you not. By you just accepting your own and being yourself, you helping somebody through their situation. So think about that, man, the next time, you know, you you kind of skeptical and shy and scared about what somebody going to say. I'm scared that I'm going to die and I didn't live out my purpose. In the scriptures, when Jesus found Peter, anybody know when that, that, that story, when Jesus found Peter and he was just a fisher? He was fishing. Well, I'm going to tell you a story if you don't know it. You can go read it later. So when he found Peter, Peter was just fishing. When he, when he found Peter, he didn't say, Peter, I want to make you a rap artist. He didn't say, Peter, man, I want to make you a chef. He didn't say, Peter, man, I want to show you how to build a mechanic and fix all them, them alternators. He said, Peter, I want to come and make you a fish of me. If anybody heard that, what do y'all get from that story? Anybody, what y'all get from that? Anybody that's young, anybody got something from that? He found Peter and you fishing. I didn't say, man, I want to change your career. I didn't say, man, I want to make you an athlete. I didn't say, man, I want to make you a, a driver. He said, I just want to make you a fisher of men. Anybody get a lesson out of that? Raise your hand if you got a lesson out of that. What lesson you get? Uh, he's going to meet you where you at. What lesson y'all get? I can't hear you. He's not going to change. It's just like something like you want you to you like this. Ah, anybody else get something? What you get? what he already had an inclination to and just developed it and gave it a higher purpose. So when we have mentors, when we have people that's coming to talk to us, don't allow them to condemn you because you like social media. Don't allow them to condemn you because you like being on your phone. Don't allow them to condemn you because you like being a rapper. Guess what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said? He said one rap song is worth more than a thousand sermons. Uh-huh. Mm. Hold on now. A rapper? Worth more than a thousand sermons of T.D. Jakes and a minister of Martin Luther King? How? Because y'all will remember a rap song before y'all remember a sermon that's two hours long. Y'all can remember, if we put on some music right now, like Brother Winfrey said, some of y'all who looking slump right now, some of y'all who came on was like, you know, my name was Montreal and all that. <laughs> when that music come on, when that, when that young boy come on, little baby come on, Y'all gonna come alive because it's something about that word on the beat. It's something about the energy of that word, but all we have to do is learn how to put the medicine in the dog food and put truth in it. So when a minister is speaking to the rap artist, he don't say stop rapping. You need to stop talking about X, Y, and Z. He just comes in and teaches them, gives them truth, and then eventually they'll start to drop truth in their music. So now you're starting to hear buy back the block, buy up the block. Making music about the black man, making music about our condition. Y'all gonna remember those lyrics of those type of songs before y'all remember what somebody said July 4th or uh, uh, last month in a lecture at church or at the mosque. So whatever you're doing, man, just look at how can I develop it so I can become more powerful and impactful for my people. Don't down yourself if you like to rap. Don't down yourself if you like being on your phone. Don't down yourself if you like being an athlete 
But I would encourage you as an athlete, think about how you can have some ownership as well. If I get hurt, then what? If I break my leg, then what? Can I be a coach? Can I own my own team? Can I do something that I don't have to depend on other people to do for me what I have the power to do for myself? So that's all I have, really. Uh, how much time do we have now? We usually set up around 1.30, but we're there, so. Yeah, well, if I, again, I like to answer questions because I know I said a lot, but some of y'all may have the questions, so maybe y'all can ask me later. But if anybody got a question about anything that I do online or anything that I said, I can take two or three questions and answer y'all directly if it's something that I may have missed. And if I hit the mark, then cool. Anybody got a question? Somebody said, I don't like this gangster rap. It is destroying the community. You know, is it really the gangster? Like, here's like, I don't know. Here, here's my perspective, right? Yes, we 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 would like for that to stop. But where did they learn it from? I'm gonna say that again. Yes, we would like for it to stop. Yes, we would like for them to talk about, I guess, building a business or coming together as a people or uniting as a people or treating each other right. That's what we would like for them to rap about, right? But where did they get, where did young people get speaking gangster about? How do they know the language? How do they know the lifestyle? They either are growing up in it or they learn it from those whom they are around. And as a parent, who has control over who they are around? Who has control over the environment that they grow up in? That's what I just want us to think about. So we look at the youth, right? And we tell them, stop the killing. But spiritually, as adults, we kill ourselves every day. You need to do the right thing. Damn, Dad. You, McDonald's ain't the right thing, but you eat that every day, Dad. Mama, this ain't the right food to eat, but you willingly eat this and feed us this Every day. Uncle Christian, you always beefing and talking behind somebody else back because they didn't come to church and they ain't got the same religion as you. What difference is what you doing in me having a difference between he's a crip and I'm a blood? What's the difference, uncle? Hey, auntie on this side, every time you get into it with somebody, you want to fight. Every time you get into somebody, you saying, I wish a nigga would. Nigga, I'll blow them niggas up. I'll shoot that nigga. I'll do this. I'll do that. Forget them. I ain't talking with them no more. They are, they deleted out my life. You mean nothing to me no more. Dang. So you, you, I'm hearing all this from y'all, and you expect me to grow up and not have no reflection of y'all? I'm the youth. I'm a reflection of what I see. I'm a blank sheet of paper. I'm only, only thing that's written on my mind is what I've been exposed to. 
So I get it. I get it. Stop rapping by killing. Stop rapping by doing this to women. And da 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 Hey, uh, Dad, how many times have you sat me down and really talked to me about my thoughts in a way it should go? Hey, Mom, how many times have you sat me down and said, this is how it should go? Here are some mistakes that I've made. This is what you're going to see. Here's, you know, let me give you, you, like, come on, man. So we act surprised at what we're seeing, but they, they didn't come out the womb like this. They didn't come out the womb like this. So, yeah, we can deal with the youth. And here's my perspective. Yeah, we can deal with the youth. We want to be good influences to the youth. But I'm, if I can keep it 100, the youth ain't the ones who corrupt. Now, we can, now we, now we can play and act like it's the five-year-olds. Yeah, it's the, them five-year-olds, something else. We can play, oh, that's them terrible twos. Okay, we can play around. Yeah, we can yeah, we can try to all oh, them eight year old, them eleven year old bad. We can act like they came out the womb bad. We can act like they came out the womb cussing. They heard somebody else cussing. Let's cut it out. Oh, them teenagers, they just get disrespectful running. They heard somebody else being disrespectful. So let's just keep it a hundred, right? So yes, we want to reform that. Yes, we want to get to that. But that's my point when I say I, I want to be more of a proactivist. Like, what is the cause to this? Every effect has a call. We're dealing with cause and effect, not spookism. I mean, it amazes me. Some people will talk down on religion and then you just as spooky as people who you talking down on. You act like the, you just magically got like this. Oh, teenagers just... Just, uh, I guess the devil underneath the ground doesn't just made them bad. No, man, this is cause and effect. So let's get to the cause now, because they ain't the cause. That's just my perspective. This is Brother Ben's perspective, but they ain't the cause. Sometimes we just need a, a, a different perspective in what we're doing. Sometimes what you're doing is not necessarily wrong. You just need that extra piece or another side of seeing things. So yes, I'm fishing, but man, this same skill that you're using to fish, fish, I'm gonna show you how to go get men and then you can raise them up for the glory of God or for the purpose of God or for life good if you don't believe in God. So I think anything, anything that somebody is doing, we should be looking to how can we add value to what they're already doing. How can we add value and help them reach more people? That's what I do online, literally, with digital real estate. I see somebody with an idea, and I just go turn them into fishes of men. So brother, Dr. J, he used to do everything in person. He used to literally have to go to somebody's house and, and talk about life insurance. They have to go to all these homes and do all these presentations 
physically. So when I came, I said, man, we can do something to where we can do a webinar on a weekly basis and we can do it digitally. So instead of you talking to about four or five people in a home, we can be talking to thousands of people. So now with you talking to thousands of people, now we can get more policies coming in. So we was able to take the company to a seven figure, not just producing company, but a seven figure company in less than a year or less than half, uh, a year and a half, just by implementing, hey man, here's another way that you can do it. So don't stop doing insurance, don't stop teaching, but let's take it to a whole nother level. And I think that's the way that we have to think um, as a people, as, 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 as Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all these things evolve with technology, whatever gift that I have, how can technology help me evolve it? How can social media help me evolve it? When somebody's coming in to help me, how can you help me evolve it? And that's kind of the, the thing that I would say uh, 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 with that situation. He wasn't coming to judge. He wasn't coming to condemn. He was coming to uplift. And I think all of us should be thinking that the same way as well. Peace. I mean, it's very important, man, the company uh, that you keep because the environment that you're in can sometimes override your nature. By nature, uh, we are the righteous. Uh, wicked only by circumstance, the minister teaches us. So we was learned, it talks, it talks about in the scripture, uh, uh, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So some of us have been born up and we have saw parents arguing, then we find ourselves arguing with our mates as we get older. We find ourselves handling problems the same way our parents handle problems. So having somebody there with you um, and, and, and your company is very important. And, and I think y'all need to find somebody who got the same principles as you have. Because everybody, everybody want to make money. You know, some of y'all may be kind of look unresponsible at the moment. Somebody say, man, you want to make a million? Everybody jump up and raise their hand. So that seems like that's the prize. But it's not really the prize, it's only the byproduct. Mm -hmm. And when you get the money, the, the quickest you get the money is, is as fast as you can lose it if you didn't do it with the right people. And if you didn't do it with the right principles. So you gotta figure out what your vision is. You gotta figure out what your morals is and find somebody who got like morals and like principles because although I didn't mess up, if they mess up, it can affect me. That's the, that's the most important part. Y'all ever heard of defensive driving? Mm -hmm. Defensive driving is, yeah, I'm good. I'm not driving in Texas, but I need to look three, three cars ahead. I need to be looking at my rear view mirror. I need to be looking at my side mirrors. Why? Anybody know why? I know you don't drive, but do you know why? Yes. Why? To see where you're going and to see who's in front of you and behind you. Yeah, but why? You got to drive for other people. Basically, you got to watch your surroundings when other people are driving. Yeah, because although I'm driving, although I'm stopping at the stoplight, what happens when the man, I'm seeing a man going full speed behind me, and he ain't finna stop. He's finna crash. So although I was doing what I was supposed to do, if I'm, if I'm not paying attention and I'm not connected to the right people, their mistakes may affect me, although I may be innocent. Although I may didn't do anything. Sometimes if you're just riding in a car with somebody who's about to commit a murder, you may be a part of that charge as well. By the company that you keep. So it's very important for you to stand on principles and don't be afraid to voice that. And honestly, I don't care how tough they is, 
if you stand on principles and you positive, the toughest person in the world will respect you for standing on those principles. You'll get more respect from them than the respect they got for somebody who's trying to be tough. So never be afraid to say, man, I'm not with that. I don't agree with that. Because if you don't step up and you let things go on and you go on and you ignore those red flags, when things come down, you're going to realize God was already sending you hints in the beginning. Remember that voice within? Y'all heard it. You saw it. But you ignored it for the prize. You ignored it for the money. I'm pretty sure older people may know about this. When you get in a relationship, the minister says sex clouds your mind. Once you have sex with a person, we all men in here, but after you have sex with a person, sometimes you feel like you're in love with them. But you don't know their vision. You don't know their weaknesses. You don't know their strengths. But I got the prize. And what happens when you get the prize finally? Now all the red flags come up. Man, she don't even brush her teeth. <laughs> Dude, be musty. Yeah, man, you know that. Because I was focused on the prize, but these things was always present. These red flags I could always see, but my mind and my desires was focused on the money. My desires were focused on the prize. But if my desire is focused on pleasing God and submitting my will to do the will of God, which is the definition of a Muslim, then I can catch those red flags and I can always keep myself safe. That's right. And, and, let, and let me add something real quick uh, for you fellas. So, family, that that is the presentation, man. Uh, man, that's my presentation right there, man. I uh, spoke that to the to the youngsters out there in Atlanta, man, and and hopefully they take some from it and and really take some principles, man. I just I just strive to teach on principles, man, and give stories that can be relatable so that. When they get into a situation or they run into what I'm saying, they may be too young to run into some of the stuff that I'm saying, but if they run into it, the way I tell the story, I want them to remember the principles so they can eventually, God willing, make the right decision, man. So uh, y'all want to do a call-in show, man? Y'all call in, man. Let me let y'all call in. Let me put the number on the screen for y'all. Yeah, let me get let me get y'all the number to call in, man. Y'all might want to call in to the show, man. Let me know y'all thoughts, man, on on on. On what y'all heard, man, on the message or something like that. There go the number on the screen. Give me a call, man. Call us. Get, there go the 903 number right there, man. Give us a call, man. Let, let us hear your feedback, man, on what y'all think about the show today. Now, only one person can, can call at a time. So if it goes to a, you know, if you ain't getting through, that means somebody done already came through. But if anybody would like to call in, share some words, man. The number is on the screen. And after this video is over with, like after the live is over with, once it re-uploads on the actual YouTube channel, go back on the YouTube channel and comment, you know, y'all thoughts on the show so I can, you know, get them comments or get them likes up, you know, because YouTube, once you get them likes up, man, they, they start to allow other people to see it. And that's how it grows like that there. But, man, I appreciate all 200 plus of y'all showing up in here tonight. If don't nobody call in within about two minutes, man, we'll go ahead and close out. I know it's late at night, so maybe some of y'all don't want to call in. It's too late at night, but uh-oh, there we go. Peace, welcome Number to the G. Brother Ben X Show. What's your name? Where you calling from? Um, this is Tiana. This is Pinky. Can you turn us down in the background, please? Actually, YouTube channel. Go back on the YouTube channel and comment. Yeah, this is TT. Hey, TT. What's What's your thoughts? On the on the program, I think you're doing a pretty good job. I I kinda enjoyed the the the, the show. Yes, ma'am, I appreciate it. 
All right. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. She said, yeah, we're going to make this short and sweet. Now we. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, good evening. Islam Hatap, brother. This is uh, Brother Sai Cap calling you out of Orlando. What's going on, brother? Uh, you wanted us to comment on the show, and I would say uh, excellent uh, with the perspective that, you know, we have a lot of brothers and sisters that are lost out there, and I go into middle schools and high schools and sometimes just in the neighborhoods, and I ask them, where did you learn gangsterism from mm. and many of them sometimes they'll you know say oh my cousin is and i'll say well how, where did he pick it up and then somebody have on a scarface t-shirt and then i'll point at the t-shirt or any other kind of obscene violent type of t-shirt and i say you you picked it up from that movie from the 80s mm. or did you watch the old school tommy gun gangsters riding on the side of the of the hutch wagons uh, from back in the forties and the twenties. And someone would be like, what? And I, I say, yeah, you pimping a fedora and you trying to look fly. You don't even understand where it's coming from. And then you don't even understand where they got it from, from my ancestors back in the, in the 14 and 1300s with the feather in your cap. I say, you don't understand fashion and styles and how it's just been translated to you down the line. And, you're using it negatively because those images were laid upon someone else, like you said, and someone else, and it just becomes habitual. You know, it's not a generational curse. It's a state of the mind, like you said, that's got to be altered and brainwashed and reprogrammed and uh, assimilated into a positive environment. Indeed. So you're on, you're on, you're on point, brother, for, for sure. You're on point. Thank you, brother. You got it, man. Peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Give us a call, family. Call in. There go the number on the screen. It's a little small, but there go the number on the screen. Oh, my goodness, man. Ah. Oh. Man, if y'all want to get my book, man, I know y'all don't know about my book, man, but y'all got to get my book, Coon Fire Coon. I got my book coming out, and it's going to come with a, it's coming out with a documentary. It's a hard copy, too, man. Look at this. This is a hard copy. Coon Fire Coon, man. The book is called Be and It Is, man. Kill the snakes and wake up to God within. My book at brotherbenx.com. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Assalamu alaikum, brother Ben X. Christopher Muhammad, out of Milwaukee. Walaikum salam, sir. How you doing? Yes, sir, brother. I'm doing uh, black casket. Yes, sir. How you said? Yes, sir. <laughs> you're not just calling to just just the uh, words of encouragement, brother. You're doing a great job, excellent. Every time I get the opportunity to listen in, I'm always learning from you. Um, when when you were talking about uh, influences or influence influencing influencing. Mm -hmm. uh, like behavior i could say personally all of the, the i guess i could say I, I like to say thuggery or being um disruptive in the community i learned that all from the bigger guys or the bigger brothers the older brothers 
who I was trying to emulate and be around outside of uh, my household when I wasn't around my mother and my father or whatnot or my siblings because I had my own friends and people that I looked up to. So whatever I saw them doing, those are the mannerisms that I took up on that led me into uh, getting into trouble, going into juvie hall and stuff like that. So it wasn't that my parents, my parents weren't, they weren't perfect people or anything like that. They had their problems or whatnot, but I didn't learn how to, you know, uh, walk crooked or act like I was cool. I learned that all in the streets. Right. So that's, that was, that's what, that, that, those are the, the influencing uh, forces that kind of took me away from church and made me start skipping school and stuff like that because I wanted to be like the big homies. They had all of the girlfriends, the jury, you know, they were, had the respect or notoriety in the neighborhood. So that's where I learned all of my sideways behavior in the street. But keep it up, brother. They're proud of you. And I'm glad to call you my brother. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Thank you for calling in. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Kun man. Like I say, man, it's coming with a documentary as well. I'm going to show y'all a little clip. Give me one. So I'm going to show y'all a clip. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show. What's your name and where you calling from? Hi, Brother Ben X. This is Sherelle. I'm calling from Maryland. How you doing today? I am doing well. Um, so my, I'm calling first to tell you thank you so much for all that you do for us as a whole. Um, I'm so, I appreciate you so much. I can't explain it. But, like, so I know that I have a gift. I know what my calling is. I'm just afraid, to be honest. Like, there's a bit of fear for pushing the truth when you don't feel protected. Mm-hmm. So what, do you have, like, any thoughts of what I should do or anything I could possibly do to kind of get the fear off of me or. Okay. Let's go know. back. Uh, you said you have a gift. Mm-hmm. What's the gift? Um, of loving people, showing love and being there for people who are, are like down, you know, mentally, emotionally. I kind of don't really care about what it looks like on the surface. I'm worried about kind of digging deeper, pretty much basically, um, something similar to what you do. I kind of feel that before someone can go any further in life with monetary gain, they first have to make sure their spirit and their soul is all at peace, you know, at one, like a balance, you know, and then go out and attempt to get the things that you want, but fix yourself first. And, and, so, and, um, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, so that takes a lot of breaking down barriers and boundaries and, a lot of truth, is, it comes out. And then when the truth is, is exposed, certain groups of people do not like that. And I live in a very small racist town. So it's a little scary for me to jump out there alone and like promote the truth, unfortunately. So, I mean, I do do it, but I do it in small groups of people like friends or family or like someone in the grocery store or something. But as far as you know, I'm I'm kind of afraid <laughs> to just jump out there. Let me ask you this. Here. What exactly mm-hmm. are you afraid of doing? Number one. Number two, uh-huh. what are you afraid that's going to happen? Okay, well, I know that we are going to die. And I love the cause enough to like to talk about it regardless. Like, but I'm, 
I live alone on this. I'm the only black girl on these streets, and I on this one street, and I don't feel safe. That's before I even speak up about anything. So like, it's just so I don't well, know. Like, once, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Again, um, listen closely. <clears throat> what are you afraid of doing? Question number one. What are you afraid that's going to happen? Okay. So I am a 35-year-old black woman who is very aware and awakened to what is possibly, well, what is going on and the manipulation of me and my people over the years. So I wanted to stand up and promote the healing of the young black men and women. Okay. So does that break it down? Do you kind of get it? Now, like that's so, what I'm talking so, about. So, so the answer like, is you're it. afraid to promote the healing of young black women and men and men because the people that are against us don't want that to happen. So, I, I'm willing to stand up regardless, but the reason I haven't, like, 100% is the fear of like being picked at or knocked off or even murdered and no one protecting me. Okay. Um, what do you need to feel protected? Like a group of black people. I mean, a, a group a group of my brothers and sisters surrounding me and giving me just that strength. I don't see that anymore. Everything is like a tear down. And you what, know, everything. And, and, I don't and what does that look like? Is it, What does that look like? Does that mean that a group of black people is going to stand out in front of your home and make sure nobody comes to your house? Is it a group of black people standing up for you in Instagram and YouTube comments? Is it a group of black people walking to you to the store? Kind of give me a visual of what that looks like. I mean, it's, it's kind of all of that in one. You know, I don't even want to sit in front of my home, but I do. I live alone. I'm single and I don't have any children. And so I would already be a target. One. And then two, it's like I've already been publicly humiliated, which killed my Entire okay, I need let's let's, let's let's focus on a solution. So, what does mm -hmm. that look like? You said you need a group of black people. What does it look like? What are you speaking about exactly? Describe that. I guess just more or less support, and I guess that would be joining or possibly finding an organization that is working towards the same things that I'm looking for for the future of the black generation. Um, however. I live, like, I came back home a few years ago, which is a very small town on the eastern shore of Maryland, and I don't feel that I can really expand as far as I would be able to if I was somewhere else. And what so does, I, like, what, what does <laughs> support look like? Well, right now, I don't see it at all. So it's no, pretty no, much no, um, no like, not, I don't want to discuss what's not happening. I'm asking okay. you, what does you wanna, it look like? What do you expect it? What do you want it to look like? Describe the support you need. Togetherness, oneness, um, all on one accord. Um, pushing for the same changes for the children. Like my biggest concern is that like. If we know what it feels like, then why do we continuously pass it down? You know, those. That's like, I'm coming from a Christian home, it kind of pushed me out of religion completely. So I'm just very spiritual. I pray, I meditate, I try to eat right. And I just want to pass down those things to the younger people or even the older people. I just want my people to wake up and be strong and know that we came from the greatest ever. You know? and, and, you know, like we can all do anything. In it. 
And who's stopping you from doing that? Me. But it's the fear in me. But it's not that I'm scared. It's just that if I go out here and start talking about what I really want to talk about, my own people are going to ridicule me and put me down. Then it's going to make me go back in my shell. And, like, I'm trying to break free, I guess. Um, why would they put you down? Because that is, is, I live in a small town. That's the mentality of a lot of the people I'm surrounded by. So I've felt that in order for me to change initially, the first thing would be to remove myself from the place that broke me. Like I came back here, I think to like kind of heal. But now that I'm there, I feel like I need to remove myself so I can go to my next level. Do you, Cause here I just, do you believe you said you grew up in a Christian household? Do you, do you still believe in the Bible? I kind of eat the meat and throw the bone, so I don't really believe in it, but I kind of believe in it, if that makes sense. I don't worship it. I take the words and I apply it and I I keep it moving, you know. Imagine if Jesus was worrying about what people said and he stopped or didn't do a work because he was afraid of what others would say about him. Absolutely. I agree. You're right. I don't want my, I don't know what happens once my body dies, once my flesh leaves, but I don't want my spirit to be in turmoil because I've held back so much that someone could use, but I am afraid of the pain. I can tell you what's going to happen when you die. What? If you continue with this mindset, when you die, you're going to, you're going to be leaving hundreds and possibly thousands of people without the word that God is blessing you with because you're afraid of what's going to happen. You're afraid of being murdered. You're afraid of dying, which you already said is going to happen anyway. That's what's going to happen when you, when you die, you're going to possibly be on a deathbed resenting speaking, uh, resenting speaking what's in your mind and all because of a story that you have in your own head. It didn't even happen. But you're saying it's going to happen or you think it's going to happen. So that's causing you not to speak. Like if you're dead afraid, right? Create a profile and don't put your face on it. If you're that afraid, make a podcast and change your voice. Like there's ways for you to do it. Even if you're really, truly afraid, there's ways for you to still get it accomplished. Um, and if you're looking for a group, there's, there's several groups out there. The Nation of Islam. Well, I don't believe in the Nation of Islam. Okay, well, you got the New Black Panther Party. Well, I don't agree with everything they say. Okay, you got another church. You, we have what we call the ABS Tribe. I think the ABS Tribe would be perfect for you. We have a sister circle every Saturday at 7 p.m. And all those women support each other. We made it to where the men have a men's only group and the women's have a women's only group. And they build each other up and they support each other on a Daily basis, Tuesday through Saturday, we have a support group that talks about business, that talks about life, that talks about problems that we have. So groups are out there. You just have to pick and choose which one you want to uh, be a part of. But like right now, if we if we're just going to be honest, right, you're, you're calling on That's the, all you're, I like. you're calling uh-huh, on the, you're calling on the Internet. So if somebody hearing what you're saying right now, like I'm Brother Ben X, right? I'm a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. There's no black man I know alive that's top on the ADL list like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I know if they're watching him, they're watching me. And if they're watching me and listening to my shows, they hear you. 
So if they really wanted to locate you and hear the words and the thoughts that's in your head, they really could do something. But I really don't Absolutely. think they're going to, you know, do that. And and, and if they do, you know, we're, you deal with it at that time. But don't allow the fear of what hasn't even happened yet. Like, ha has anybody, has any white person threw a rock at your window yet? No, but they no, no, you said the answer was no. The answer was no. The answer was no. Have anybody came in, 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 in protests or boycott? Any white people came down there with, with fire uh, sticks and, and stood in front of your house and said, you stop doing what you're doing or you don't think that way? No, no. right? Nobody's done it. So don't allow what you think is going to happen. Don't allow that which doesn't exist to hold you back, to have so much power over you. You never know what's going to happen. They probably, they probably can't say nothing. They probably won't even say nothing. And if they do, so what? If black people say something, you know we dumb, deaf, and blind. You know we've been made this way by an enemy. So this is the reason you want to speak anyway, because you know we lost. This is the reason you want to pass it down anyway, because you know we like this. So that's like a doctor seeing you throw up in the, in the hospital, Brother Malik said, and then you just, you get all disgusted. I'm a doctor. I know you sick. Why would I, as a doctor or a dentist, I'm pulling your teeth out and I see blood and I say, oh my goodness, what is this? No, sister, you said you want to help the black man and woman heal. You know what condition we in. So when you see us respond crazy, you have to keep that in mind. Oh, I know who I'm dealing with. That's the reason I want to speak to him anyway. So the minister says we have to take plenty. We got to take this. We've been made this way. We have been made like this in America. So these are the consequences for standing up. This is why we respect a minister. This is why we respect a, respect a Malcolm X, a Marcus Garvey, or Martin Luther King, because they stood up knowing the consequences. If it was mm -hmm. easy and we didn't have to go through nothing, everybody would be doing it. So if you want to be average, don't talk. Sit at home and be scared. But if you want to be different and make a difference, then you know what you got to do. Absolutely. Thank you so kindly. You're welcome. All right. Have a good night. You too. And I get it, family. I understand it. I understand it, man. We 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 want we want the protection and, and we need the protection if we can afford it. But at the same time. Sometimes white folks ain't worried about us. Like if we can keep it 100, sometimes when Facebook be banning you or cutting your thing out, it's because you said something that was way off on social media. Wasn't no white man looking at your social media. Now, I think they got me for real, though. I ain't going to lie. I think they really mainly got me. But most of the time, it'd be an algorithm. It'd be a bot that's doing that. And even if we did have protection, they got drones that can come get you. They got bombs. They got tanks. Like you, I mean... I don't know. Peace. Welcome to the Brother Ben X Show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm Talisha. I'm calling from Detroit. Um, I just wanted to say thank you. You know, it's Friday. We could have been spending our time any kind of way, but you really like just taking your time to pour into us. It's like, it's something where like, let me try to gather my thoughts. Um, where we all get to a point where we are trying to like battle this devil from within right mm -hmm. and he no longer has your mind and you are starting to like put change your perspective like internally or something 
just just to thrive or like get back on whatever like the spiritual series i guess just to get back on just to get back in route i guess indeed and you start winning and he no longer got that kind of control over you so then he comes outside of your body and he starts to use other people to like remind you of like all the negativity that 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 you just overcame so then it, it kind of puts you back into the sunken place if you allow it to but because you just spent your time and you just gave us your energy you just kind of like took that away praise be to and Allah. you you allowed me to just bulldoze through i guess so i just want to say thank you i tried to like piece this together in my mind before i called in so i didn't stutter so much but you know shit happens <laughs> so just thank you indeed thank you i thank you for sharing that yeah bye all right peace praise be to allah wow praise be to allah man mm 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 Amazing. BrotherBenX.com. I'm about to go ahead and sign out, family, man. I thank you all for being a part of this show. Uh, I thank everybody who called in and shared what you thought. If you all would like to support me, you can go to www.BrotherBenX.com. I got my ebooks on there. You guys can order my. Oh, that's what I want to show y'all. My bad. I'm going to show y'all a preview of my documentary. Just a little preview. Just a little sneak peek before we get up out of here. Check it out, y'all. Never really saw my biological mother, nor my biological father. But there's a lesson in it all. Allah is the only reality. Although I didn't have my biological mother and father, I still had a mother and a father that was able to take me in and take care of me. I never needed or wanted for anything. And the lesson that I got out of this is, sometimes we'll receive help and we should look at it as help even from those who we don't expect to give the help. Sometimes those who we expect to be there won't be the ones who are going to be there to take you to the next level. But allow God to use whomever as a vessel to take you where he wants you to go in his time. My name is Brother Ben X. I'm a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I've been able to do many things accomplish many things even help many people but many people don't know this whole journey started in prison <laughs> oh that motherfucker be foul man oh man i can't wait for y'all to see the documentary man y'all gonna learn a y'all gonna learn a different side about my life that many people don't know some people know who've been following me closely but it's going to be dope, man. So if y'all want to get the package, man, go to www.brotherbenx.com. When you order the book, it's going to come with a documentary, a wristband, a, another book, and a disc assessment that's going to help you discover your superpower. We plan on shipping everything out this month. We're just waiting on the wristbands to get in. But, yeah, man, go uh, support 